Welcome to the Power of Prayer podcast. This program is a ministry of All Saints Church in Lakeland, Florida. Each conversation is unique because of the topics and participants who join the Reverend Kathy Hewlin in the discussion. It's our hope that by listening to these testimonies and discussions, your openness to hearing from God in prayer will grow and change the way you love Him, yourself, and others. Today on the Power of Prayer podcast, I am joined by Jay Geary and Vicki Chastang, and we will be talking on the topic of how to pray for someone when they don't express any particular prayer request, but they do want to receive prayer. It might be even a situation where you have um, various people just come up and you've already announced that you want to pray a prayer of blessing over them and they know that they don't need to say anything and we thought we'd just talk about how we go about praying for someone in that situation so let's start from that idea of that we've announced at the service or the situation that we're going to pray a blessing on them and how do we go about what we share well um for me if I know that I'm going to be a part of uh, something like this, a service like this, I always pray ahead of time. I do my prep work at home, um, and I pray that I will be in tune with the Holy Spirit, that I would be able to clearly hear um, the voice of God through the Holy Spirit guiding and directing me. And then um, when people come begin to come up for prayer instead of just jumping right in and starting to speak immediately I generally will ask them if I can put a hand on their shoulder or something because for me physical touch helps a lot to be able to connect with the individual and with my spirit and and their spirit as well and so I'll ask their permission to do that and generally I'll put a hand on their shoulder and I'll just be very quiet and I don't say anything. I ask the Lord. Um, I prepare them ahead of time and tell them that I am going to be asking God how to pray for them, how to best pray for them. And um, I just try to get myself out of the way, my thoughts calm and quiet, and um, any kind of preconceived ideas that I may have about this individual because maybe I know them personally or something but I try to just put myself aside completely and submit my mind and submit my spirit to the Lord and generally I say um, quietly (laughs) just Lord what do you have for this person today how can I best pray for them and I just listen and then I start talking and I never know never have any idea what's going to come out of my mouth usually and at the end I'm not quite sure even what I have said and um, so I just you know try to be very submissive to the Lord and to the guidance of the Holy Spirit and if they you know if there's a direction like put a hand on their head or something like that I'll ask their permission I may do that but um it's always very easy, I think, to pray a prayer of blessing over someone. And um, you know, even if you just begin, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. Um, and just um, 
asked that he would pour his love over them, his kindness, his gentleness would envelop them, and that they would feel his presence. And any type of um, words like that that can be encouraging or any type of an exhortation um, always comes from the Holy Spirit. Um, and so it's just a matter of submission for me. Mm-hmm. And just a comment on, so if we were talking about a blessing when you were sharing that there, there's kind of a, a language of thought that you already bring to that, but then as you hear the Spirit speak to you, that's when this, the language starts to take over and, and how you share and pray over them. Yes. Yes, exactly. Thank you, Vicki. Mm-hmm. J.D., what would you add? I, I don't have as much experience praying in that fashion as you do, Vicki. I just don't. But my, my experience in dealing with people who are want prayer but they're not really sure what they're looking for is just they just kind of come up and they say usually say oh i want i want spiritual strength or i want spiritual help or something general like that you know not not right not either not disclosing what they really want or they don't know what they really want and they just want to say okay i I just want you to pray for spiritual strength or something of that nature and that's that's often in the chapel after church you Mm -hmm. know and people come up and they're they, they sort of want prayer, and some people do come up, and you can tell by their body language and their expressions that something's going on. You know, they do, they do want something. And I guess, you know, it's, if you say to them, well, what would you like Jesus to do for you? It's usually a very general response still. You know, I just want spiritual strength or whatever. And I don't know if it's because they're embarrassed. or they're, Most of the people who do that are folks that I've never prayed with before. Um, although there's been a couple of folks who've come up, you know, and they just want the same general kind of, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of a blessing that they're asking for, yeah. but it's more of a healing kind of thing they want. They want some strength out of that. And so, you know, I, I pay attention to their body language, you know, their facial expression, their tone of voice and things like that. And I just ask the Lord to just, you know, guide me as to what I ought to pray for them. You know, sometimes something will come up and it'll, it'll sound like they've got some issue going on that, that you know, is, is more obvious. Um, they're grieving for someone or, or whatever. And that that's how I'll be directed. But it's it's tough, I think, in that kind of a, um, environment, you know, when somebody's just coming for at, at, at the end of the communion service or at the end of the, the service altogether, and they just come up and they want to, you know, they just want a prayer at some point, and that's when sort of the, the drive-by nature of the of the St. Luke or St. Luke uh, prayer ministry in the chapel um, kind of reveals itself, and you've got to really kind of go with that and really reach deep for what what the Holy Spirit is telling you. Lately, I've been asking the Holy Spirit in advance. You know, as I'm as I'm first coming to church, you know, and I say my prayers before the service starts. You know, if I'm on duty that day, or even if I'm not, and I'm called upon to, to serve there, you know, I'll just ask, you know, please, you know, whoever comes up, you know, you'll know, Lord, what their true issues are, what they really, really want. And so sometimes when I pray for people in the church with that background kind of that I've prepared for, is that I just let the, the Holy Spirit, I get out of the way and let the, and let right. the Holy Spirit 
you know, reach them at whatever level they need because that's, you know, it could be very superficial, but it could be very, very deep. And I don't know that because they're not saying. And oftentimes I'll get, I won't get a clear enough signal from, from the Lord as to what that person really wants. So it's, it's not a sort of, it's not a one size fits all kind of no, approach at all. at all. But um, you really have to, I think, ask, ask the Lord in advance, like, like you do. And I'm trying to do more often now um, to just be open to that. And if I don't, you know, that somebody's not going to tell me what they really want or tell my partner, prayer partners, that uh, that we listen, you know, body language, et cetera, and pray as, as, with as much discernment as we can at that point and just let the Holy Spirit in our own prayers for that person just sink into them and... and, and uh, heal them at whatever level that, that they might need it so so when you say you watch their body language do you pray with your eyes open no no yes i do yeah i'm sorry yeah i know what you're saying yeah we, that that was something that you know originally you know when we, i introduced we, that concept you did yeah when you introduced the concept a number of years ago about praying with your eyes open that that totally changed my attitude towards prayer now i pray for people with my eyes open i look at them you know and oftentimes when somebody else is praying for that person or I'm standing there as a prayer partner, um, I'll still look at the person. I won't shut my eyes. But I still see, I'm not going to name names, but there are some folks who still pray with their eyes closed. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll kind of hunker down and, and, uh, and pray in that fashion. And, and that's okay. But, uh, but praying with your eyes open is a definitely, it's definitely a better way of praying because you're, you're, you're seeing not only with your eyes, but with the eyes of, of the Holy Spirit looking through you at what's going on around you. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, that's the, the information you get from that method of praying for people is, is a lot more immediate, I think, um, than if you kind of close your eyes and think that that's the way you ought to pray. I mean, people come into church and they kneel down and they, they close their eyes and they're, they're real quiet and everything. But when you're praying with somebody else in the chapel or in whatever context you are, it really makes a difference when you're when your eyes open going into something. So it's more than just a metaphor. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it really is because um, you can watch, uh, like you said, their body language, but also facial expressions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, frequently, when you start to pray for someone, they may have a scowl, or you know, there 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 may be a burden, and you can see it, you know, on their face. And then as you begin to pray for them, you'll see them begin to relax and um, just receive um, what the Holy Spirit, what God is doing. And um, so if you're watching, you know, you can also tell um, if you really kind of hit on something that's a point and even maybe stop and say, um, is that something that we need to pray Additionally, you know, pray on, pray about further. Can I pray about that further with you? Um, and sometimes they'll say yes. And they'll give you more information then. But that, with the eyes open, is really it's foreign for a lot of people and very uncomfortable. But when you practice it, uh, it sort of becomes second nature after a while. Mm-hmm. It's just yes, exactly. the way that you pray. And I would offer for anybody who's listening and is the recipient of the prayer that prayer ministers want to have eyes open to see, but 
it's more comfortable for the recipient often to have their eyes closed. Absolutely. That's true. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. And then there are clear times then when the prayer recipient is keeping their eyes closed, but then when they open them, that sometimes is a sign of how God has been moving, and then you can have some dialogue with them. So just for anyone listening and wondering, what would it be like for me to receive, and their eyes are open, <laughs> that is is mm-hmm. just, you know, have your eyes closed so you can really listen well, I think, right. as the recipient. Right. Yeah. And I mentioned uh, just being quiet, being silent. Um, sometimes you can tell your recipient, I'm just going to be silent for a while and listen to the Holy Spirit. And as we are quiet, the Holy Spirit is beginning to minister to them already. And you can actually begin to see things happening, relaxing. Um, You can tell that they're actually receiving something. And that's on a totally different spiritual realm from the spoken word. Mm -hmm. Um, And definitely we need to pray verbally out loud so that they can hear us and that they know that they've received the prayer that they've asked for but um just being very very quiet and peaceful um praying to yourself um really is is helpful and just saying lord you know holy spirit come and minister to this person Mm -hmm. whatever they need and just, like you said, step out of the way mm-hmm. and let things happen. Mm-hmm. And I know, Vicki, from the times I've gotten to pray with you, that I've really appreciated the amount of silence, but that you always prepare the recipient, to, as you've been saying, to, for them to know, if I'm quiet right now, it's just I'm just praying quietly. But we're still praying. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I really value that as a way of praying for people. And it helps, I think, for people to, as the recipient, to just allow this to take the time that it needs. Mm -hmm. And somebody doesn't have to be speaking the entire time. And that doesn't always work so well, as you mentioned, in chapel prayer because of the time limitations and people waiting to receive prayer. But um, that's good whenever we're praying for someone to just allow the Holy Spirit the opportunity to minister to them Mm -hmm. because we can't do anything. No, we are exactly, merely yeah. empty vessels, hopefully, mm-hmm. and it's not in our power to do anything at all. We just need to kind of visualize ourselves as a um, just an empty vessel with a spigot, you know, <laughs> and just, you know, we've got to have whatever it is poured into us. I'm gesturing like crazy. You can't see me, but my <laughs> I talk with my hands anyway, so um any anyway kind of visualize uh just something being poured in or like a pump maybe um that something's being primed and poured in and it's going to come out and um i mean it's it's just so wonderful to be able to pray for people and totally rely on the holy spirit and um can we talk about that point as yes. as you've brought that up? Because I know that there's going to be someone listening and saying, how do you know what the Holy Spirit is saying? And do you hear the whole... So as a prayer minister, you might pray 20 words, but did the Holy Spirit say all those words to you? You know, What was it that you heard that you acted upon? Well, um... Maybe the Holy Spirit would say, 
um, pray for them for reconciliation with a family member, okay. just as an mm-hmm. example. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the way that you would direct your prayer, mm-hmm. that um, the Lord would reconcile any relationships that are estranged. And, uh, sometimes the Holy Spirit, if you're really, really in tune, will actually identify who they're estranged from, but we don't actually approach that. We would wait and let them tell us. Um, but, you know, we just um, hear that. Um, I was praying for someone recently, and um, the Lord said, um, pray for them for their endocrine system to be balanced. And that really wasn't what they were taught. They had asked me to pray for them about, but um I was just, okay, I'll pray that way. <laughs> that their, All of their hormone levels would be balanced and their metabolic functions would be the way that they are, God created them to be and that they would function to the perfection that there would not be a chemical imbalance there. And so for that prayer, I would say, I remember through uh, Christian Healing Ministries and uh, Schools of Healing Prayer, that some of this is to put yourself to know more about the body when you're praying for healing that you can identify and that the Holy Spirit could give you that word. Yes. So it's kind of starting to study and know a little bit more and hearing other people pray so that you gain some insight and wisdom from what someone else is hearing and you can benefit from that. I've had people say to me, do you have a medical background? Mm -hmm. And I would say, Mm -hmm. absolutely not. I have no medical training whatsoever. I just was being led, you know, Mm -hmm. by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And um, because I definitely don't. Well, I think this is one of the reasons I think it's it's critical to have two people praying, have a team praying Mm -hmm. for someone in the chapel. And and that and that's sort of, you know, abbreviated encounter if you will um, because I, I know that there's certain things that I'll identify with a person that, that I'm led by the Holy Spirit to, to pray for certain things and oftentimes my prayer partner will will say something that seems completely off topic but is really you know something that he or she has picked up and brings that to the to the to the table if you will and uh, that's that's really helpful because that's I think that's clearly when the it's evidence that the Holy Spirit is not just working through an individual, but is there in the in the process, and uh, that's. I mean, I, I I hope for that. I pray for that. You know, when when I'm getting ready to to pray, if I'm on duty for the for a prayer mm-hmm. uh, session in the chapel, but um, I think again, I think I don't have as much experiences you do, Vicki, and the soaking prayers with people and things of that nature. So my, my experience is somewhat limited in terms of how to express my, my own relationship has been with the Holy Spirit in those encounters. But um, it's really important, I think, to, to listen to people, to just try to listen with the ears of the Holy Spirit, see with the eyes of the Holy Spirit when a person comes before you. And I'm not saying go go blank, but right. but but uh, listen in a in a different way, not a critical way, but a, a more discerning 
kind of way. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's something that comes with experience in being a prayer minister. I mean, it's certainly something that, that you develop over time in terms of, okay, I've done this and done this and done this, and this is what I, I know works in that situation, you know, in terms of right. contact with the Holy Spirit. And I think that, um, I think you're right in terms of, you, you mentioned a little while ago, when you're sitting there and you're being quiet and the person's, you know that the person's being healed, they start to relax and do things. Mm-hmm. And that that's evidence right there that the Holy Spirit is at work in the person. And it tells you, it should tell you right then, if there was somebody else who maybe objectively looking at it, that uh, it's not all about the prayer minister. You're just there. Right. And the Holy Spirit's going to be there doing what the Holy Spirit's going to do for that person, mm-hmm. regardless of what you're sitting there thinking about, necessarily. So, And to that point, I remember a few years back about someone encouraged me. This was a, a prayer minister praying for me, and I was the recipient. And uh, they just encouraged me again to really receive and to do that well, to not try to be super active in the receiving yes. mm-hmm. so that we encourage people if you want to come receive prayer that you try to be just this open vessel maybe arms and hands extended upward you can hold them in front of you but somehow to to show this receiving of a gift correct yeah. <clears throat> and to be as quiet and as still and present as possible mm-hmm. and uh, so I think before we're done with our conversation today, what I would love to to just think about is being a recipient and things we've already touched on about like body language and posture that you sense, that you can see in the, the recipient what's happening. But maybe even what we've all experienced as being a recipient when someone has spoken words that clearly came from the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. because of... Um, what that did, what that triggered, a memory it brought back or another thought that it brought or it connected with something you'd heard the day before or two days before for God to just keep speaking into your life. Or maybe it suddenly brought tears that you just started, you know, weeping or, or bawling. Um, so I'm just curious, any personal stories that way, either from your own experience of a recipient or how you've seen God bless someone that you've prayed for in that way. Well, as you're talking, a story comes to mind. It's not my personal experience, but it um, is sometimes shared as part of one of our teachings at Christian Healing Ministries by the the prayer minister that this happened with about listening to the Holy Spirit. And um, she and another prayer minister were praying for a woman um, that there was a prayer line um, at some type of a conference and they were praying for this woman. She had just come up for prayer. And um, generally, when we're doing that at Christian Healing Ministries, um, there's not a lot of time to have conversation with people. So we totally have to rely on the Holy Spirit on how to pray for that person. Mm -hmm. Um, So as she was praying for this woman, she um, kept hearing, ask her about Spider-Man ask her about Spider-Man. And um, so my friend thought, well, this is really weird. You know, here I'm supposed to be praying for someone and you want me me to start a conversation about (laughs) Spider-Man, you know? So she waited again and it said, 
ask her about, she heard this little, little voice, ask her about Spider-Man. So she said, all right, I need to ask you this question. I'm, I just need to know if it means anything to you. And if it doesn't, just discard it completely. Um, she said, but does Spider-Man mean anything to you? And the woman's eyes got really big and she looked at, at my friend and tears started to come down her face. And she said, how do you know about Spider-Man? And she said, I don't. I just felt that I was supposed to ask you. And the woman said, as a child, <clears throat> she had been abused, uh, sexually abused by someone in her family. And the person would come into her room at night and she would disassociate herself from what was going on, what was happening to her. And she would ask God to make her like Spider-Man so she could get away and climb up the wall and leave. And so that's why Spider-Man was significant. So that was only something that she and God knew about. So that was really a confirmation for this woman that God sees her and God knows and God wanted her to be healed and wanted her to receive prayer. And so with that confirmation, they were able to just proceed accordingly. So that's that's kind of an unusual example, but um, it's a powerful example. Mm-hmm. It's it is. Mm-hmm. I always try to think about that when I'm praying for someone. That um, and and her presentation was exactly what we need to do when the Holy Spirit speaks something to us that might be seem a little bit off the wall, you know, to, to always say, does this mean anything to you? And they'll tell you, well, no, or maybe it doesn't at the time. Mm -hmm. Someone prayed for me one time about, um, and they said, does this mean anything to you? They saw me on a unicycle with a red balloon. Well, I still have no idea what that meant. (laughs) (laughs) I've never been on a unicycle. (laughs) I have had red balloons probably over the years, but no, that was not a picture. And, um, so anyway, she said, well, just tuck that away and see if someday, you know, there's a revelation for you. I'm still waiting, Lord. You can tell me about the unicycle with the red balloon. Um, I would like to know that. But that doesn't mean she was wrong. It just means for me, now's not the time for me to have the answer or the explanation for that. But I just told her, no, I'm sorry. It doesn't mean anything. And we just moved on and continued with the prayer. So I uh, had to be just kind of willing to step out on a limb and uh, let the Holy Spirit work because nine out of ten times you could be right. It could mean something. Yes. Exactly. Uh, I just wanted to mention that I've had, not so much lately, but when I was, when I first joined the Order of St. Luke back in the mid-2000s, and I would come to the uh, the prayer, the uh, healing service at noon on Wednesdays. And that was a much more, I don't know, it was a different type of service back then. And a lot more people, I think, and a lot more people from the Order of St. Luke showed up, I think, at that point. But we would go and we would pray for people at the altar. They would kneel in front of the altar rail, and we would pray with them there. We'd be on the other side, and we'd kneel down and pray with people. And uh, I had an experience with a person one time where she asked me to pray about something, and I started, okay, okay, I think it started listening to the Lord and started praying with her. And all she wanted to do was argue. 
She just wanted to inject herself into the conversation. She didn't want to listen. She didn't want to. She didn't want the Lord to to speak with her. If the Lord was speaking to her, it was certainly not very comfortable. Put it that way. But it was almost like she was arguing with me about what. You know, that's wrong. No, no. This person did this. This person did that. I was like, wait a second, time out. You know. And I just thought, well, I just need to pray for peace for this person. And and you know relief from the anxiety that was very evident in her in that situation. And I really I've had a couple of occasions where people have been they they get involved in the prayer and they they want to tell you stuff as as you're going along. And uh, but that's that's usually the the exception to the rule, I mm-hmm. think. And uh, fortunately for me, I've never had an experience like I had with the, with this individual who just wanted to argue about it. And I, I was just nonplussed by the whole experience, but the Lord told me that there are people who are going to do that. Mm. You know, leave it to me to yeah. <laughs> get out of the way. <laughs> That's true because sometimes they don't really want to hear what the Lord is saying to them, mm-hmm. or they want to say, "Well, you don't understand." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. You know, you don't. You just you don't, haven't been through what I've been through, and you don't understand, and so. That's that's not right. And what you did was absolutely correct. Just pray for the Lord to minister to them, however, mm-hmm. and for peace. Mm-hmm. I generally start out praying for people for peace. And it's amazing how many people uh, will just say, "Oh, I feel so much peace. So much. I feel so much more peaceful mm-hmm. than when you started. I don't feel heaviness. I don't feel the weight that you know that I had." Well, thank you both for today's conversation, and we hope that it blesses those that are listening, whether you are at some point a prayer minister for someone, or many times we have the opportunity to be a recipient. So I just pray for all of us to be blessed by the Holy Spirit uh, through allowing people to pray for us and receiving God's good blessings from that. We want to bless our listeners today. Thank you for listening, and join us again next time. God bless you.